Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hello, and welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and you're listening to episode 101, where I talk to Heidi Weidler, a Bible to School site director, about her journey as a military mom. You'll get to listen to her heart on God's calling over her son's life and glean some wisdom to apply in your own. Did you know that Bible to School is a release time program that meets during the day for public school students? Yes, that's right. Your elementary-aged child can hear biblical truth taught during their school day, and it is completely legal. Maybe you've heard about this, but you don't know if it's available in your area. The good news is our website has recently been refreshed and there is a tab on the main page that allows you to find an active program just by entering your zip code. So if you don't see your child's school pop up, please contact us. Go to BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Starting a program has never been easier and we would just love to connect with you to talk about next steps. While you're on our website, don't forget to check out our resources tab to find the show notes from today's conversation. So let's jump over now to my convo with Heidi to hear about our great God of details. Well, hello, Heidi. Thank you so much for joining us on the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hi, Meredith. Glad to be here. It's so good to have you here with us today. And before we dig into our topic, I would just love for you to share with our listeners one family activity everyone at your house enjoys. I had to think a little bit on this one, but it came to me that it's playing cards. We enjoy card games. Ah, awesome. We love those too. Do you have like one in particular or just all of them? Lately, our favorite go-to is four up when my daughter and her husband are here. That's the one we often play four up. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I don't know that one. Very cool. So speaking of your family, who all is in your house currently? Currently, my husband, Herb, and my youngest son, Troy, who's 17. Okay, awesome. And how long have you been involved with the Bible to School program? And tell us, what is your role? Sure. Uh, two years, I've been the director at the Manheim Township uh, Nitrauer Elementary School, although I did volunteer as a teacher years before that. And can you just tell me, why do you love Bible to School? Why do you love this program? Well, my other part-time job, which is substitute teaching in two public elementary schools, um, two, two school districts, has given me a real glimpse of how needed the gospel is. Hmm. There are just so many children who I believe are suffering from neglect due to screens, distractions in life, whatever. And so when I go to Bible school, I get to tell them the answer, (laughs) which I love. Yes. Amen. The answer indeed. Ah, I love that. So every month to our listeners, we introduce a Bible to school volunteer or member to our podcast audience. And today, we're going to lean into the wisdom you have to share, Heidi, about being a military mom. So without further ado, Heidi, 
First, tell us who gave you military mom title? My middle son. His name is Conrad and he's 23. Okay, Conrad. Awesome. So my first question related to this, were you surprised back when? I don't even know. Maybe you'll tell us how old he was. But were you surprised that your son wanted to enlist? No, not at all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, um, Conrad was very unique going way, way back when he crawled. He crawled on the driveway until his knees bled. He had a very high pain tolerance. Oh, He has a really strong work ethic. He doesn't hardly ever complain. And I just can't tell you how many photos when I look back over his childhood that we have of him in camo camo uniforms and or holding a gun. I mean, he just seems to have been that kid for years. (laughs) And even when I, the mom, was hesitant about should I let my son play with guns or not, I'll just never forget hearing Dr. James Dobson say, well, if you don't, they will eat their peanut butter and jelly sandwich into the shape of a gun. And so that solidified it for me. It was like, (laughs) he's a boy through and through. I need to embrace it. Oh my word. I love that. I will never forget that. They will eat their peanut butter jelly into a shape of a gun. (laughs) Yep. Oh, wow. That's so good. So walk us through some of the emotions that you and your husband felt when you realize that he's actually going to pursue this, like Conrad is going for it. He's going to get involved in the military. My husband did pray over him. I remember hearing him pray over him many times that he would lead an adventurous life. Hmm. And so our emotions, my husband and I were pretty different. I think my husband was really happy and sort of glad that Conrad was fulfilling maybe a wish that he had gone into the military, but he hadn't. Of course, me, I was concerned for his safety. And I was a little concerned also that he was doing it just for that reason for his dad. But because of a series of events, God really brought me to a place of peace. Hmm. And those events were, I had him sit down at the computer and do a very thorough personality career assessment. Oh, wow. And that totally confirmed I I mean, it was a 30 some page printout and that really confirmed this was indeed a good avenue for him to go. Also, he did really well on the ASVAB for people who don't know what that is. That's a test that kiddos have to take before they enter the military. They offer it in high school and he took that his junior year of high school and did quite well. But the biggest reason was As he began to investigate and talk to recruiters from different branches, there were a lot of doors that closed and others that opened that really surprised us and him. In fact, it it actually really scared him. The Navy doors kept opening and he's not a swimmer. I mean, he can swim, but he's not, you know, he wasn't on swim team. He wasn't this all out spectacular swim, swim champ or anything. Sure. So we entered what I like to call our wilderness season, which was about six months before he graduated from high school. And we were just thoroughly praying and seeking God's will and wondering, God, where do you want Conrad? What do you want him to do? And we came out of that completely assured because God made it so very clear. We just couldn't deny God's calling to Conrad to try for 
the special forces of the Navy. Wow. What I really love is how I can tell just from you talking about the closed doors and the open doors. Isn't this so like our God who takes us on these adventures that are never what we expect? (laughs) However, however, he takes us on the adventure. And if we are listening to his voice, we're not going to go wrong, right? Absolutely. He will equip those he calls. Yes. Amen. I love that so much. So was, you know, I hear you saying you and your husband are praying over Conrad. Was was Conrad also taking this before the Lord? I I mean, or was he not quite there yet in his journey? Oh, no, definitely. He was there in his journey. He was, he's been a believer for years and that was his heart's desire. He wanted to, he wanted to do what God wanted him to to do. And it was just a matter of tell me God and I'll do it. That's amazing. It did truly scare him. But like I said, it was a matter of six months. And by the time we came out of that time period, we we just couldn't deny that this this was indeed what God had for him. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So were you able to look back at his childhood and see ways? I know you mentioned a little bit of this already, but did you see ways in which God was laying the foundation for his time in the military, other than him loving guns and having that passion? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was him. But we had some influence because we were always pretty patriotic as a family. We faithfully attended our Memorial Day parade and the ceremony afterwards in the cemetery. And our church that we used to attend always had an annual July 4th patriotic service in the park. And plus, he had two grandfathers who served. So uh, okay. it's just sort of been this thread, I think, throughout his life. Yeah, that he's witnessed. Oh, that's awesome. So just to to our listeners, what kind of questions should parents ask their kids when they start showing interest in pursuing service to their country? I didn't really come up with questions. However, I referred again to that test, Crown Financial. Mm. And truly, it is super thorough. You will find out things that you didn't know about your child. I remember (laughs) when I got the printout and it kept coming and it kept coming and thinking, oh my word, I'm not sure I'm going to get through all this. (laughs) (laughs) So I highly recommend that. That was recommended to me by a pastor who was seeking direction for his son. And and that was so long ago, but I kind of tucked it back in the back of my head. And sure enough, that that really helped for me affirm it. Yeah. This, you know, this is truly what what God probably has made him to do. And then I, I would just say loads and loads of prayer, of course. And the other thing I added was allegiance to God before allegiance to their country, I think mm. is pretty crucial. Yeah, absolutely. If, if possible. I mean, that's, yeah, depend, everybody's story is different, but sure. Yeah, yeah. We all sort of give our time and energy to something. So if, if possible, that's, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing what you know now, do you have any advice you would give to parents as they help their children prepare? For military service, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. The answer to that is to know the answer to the question, why? To make sure mm-hmm. they can answer clearly, why are you doing this? If they That's- enter having heard from God that that is what his will is for them, then he will definitely see them through. And this is what happened with Conrad, the most grueling and physical mental challenges that he had ever experienced. Oh, yeah. Because going back to that wilderness time, because we had discerned what God was calling Conrad to, then when he was, you know, beaten down and and just wondering, can can I do this? It was never, 
you know, he could look back on that time and remember, this is where God has me. I, I'm not sure why I don't really like it at this moment. And sure yeah. enough, God truly showed up in some miraculous ways when Conrad was training to, to keep affirming that calling over and over again. Oh, so that's when awesome. he questioning, he was, um, you know, it might go for a while, but he got through it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Maybe we should have Conrad on here sometime to talk about this miraculous. <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, what I love so much about just hearing you talk about that, the wilderness period, even without knowing details, it reminds me about the, the verse in Isaiah that tells us that we will be walking through the wilderness, but he will bring us out of the dry and weary land, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of his promises to us. And it also reminds me about the Israelites going through the desert and and how they felt. And so often their grumbling was because they didn't remember. But see, remember. But yeah. see, and you just said that he was able to look back in the wilderness time and remember God yep. was there for him and and that this is his why. So that's so good. I love that advice, Heidi. Know your why. Know your why. Yeah. That's good stuff. 57 cadets, I guess they were called, 157 down to 31 that graduated. So there was wow. a, a great, um, yeah, a great many that did not make it and did not either didn't have that strong why or, you know, physically, I'm, I'm not saying that was everyone's reason, but sure. that's just is what he kept coming back to over and over again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. also speaks to the fact that, you know, you put your trust in the Lord. If he calls you to it, nothing's going to stop it. So even if you aren't maybe a hundred percent, the best physically fit person, if God's called you to it, he's going to equip you. Like you also said earlier, so that's, that's good encouragement. Yeah. And there's lots of little stories some huge stories in there that, uh, yeah, we, we don't have enough time for, but yeah, he <laughs> showed up in some miraculous ways to see him, to see him through. Yeah. Pretty stunning. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. If Jesus could do all those miracles, then why didn't he get himself down off the cross when they nailed him there? Did you know that there are over 300 prophecies in the Bible relating to the birth death and resurrection of Jesus, and he fulfilled all of them. Yes, Jesus could have gotten down from that cross, but then the prophecies would have been left unfulfilled and everything written in the Bible suspect to being true. We can know the Bible is true because Jesus did exactly what he said he would do, even to the point of dying on the cross for our sins and then rising from the dead on the third day so you and I could have eternal life with him someday. So did you reach out for wisdom and guidance at all during this time from your church counselors or friends? Um, At first I did. I started to look into the online military mom groups and um, well, I'm not really good with technology anyway. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I found them and then I found them a little bit shallow, what, at least what I was experiencing. And I, I didn't, I didn't give it probably much of a chance either, but my experience mostly was just here and there, I found God providing encouragement for me. Like I turn on the radio and on family talk or focus on the family, there was a veteran sharing, or there was a, um, oh, there was a program years ago that we went to a guy wrote a book seal of God. And, um, we went and heard him speak. So, uh, there was a lady at our church that I would run into occasionally. Her son was in the Navy 
And of course, so she understood and could really relate well. My church greatly supported us, him with packages, cards, prayers. There was one pastor in particular who just really made a point of connecting with Conrad Mm. when he did come home and keeping in touch with him, kind of to keep that accountability going somewhat. So yeah, I just feel like God provided the manna for me when I needed it. I'm kind of a slow processor. And so I just took things day to day and he provided when my heart needed something. <laughs> That's so good, Heidi. You just brought us back to the Israelites again in the time of yeah. manna. <laughs> manna. I know. Oh, that's yeah. so good. One day at a time. So what blessings have you seen? I hear it as you're speaking with me. There are clearly many, but is there any you could share with us that you've experienced being a part of a, a son in the military? Well, this might not sound like a blessing, but to, I think you'll understand. Any any mature Christian knows that just having another opportunity to have to trust in God in a different way, in a Mm. different space. Uh, You know, you send your child that you've poured yourself into out into the world, in this case, a pretty fairly dark environment. And for me, the blessing became just, wow, here I am again, having to call out on God, having to trust him. He's been faithful, remembering that God is Conrad's ultimate parent. So it enriched my prayer life, which was a blessing. I got to pray and still do for his unit, for the guys that he comes alongside. He's got a lot of stories, of course, and a lot rub shoulders with a lot of, as you can imagine, troubled guys. Yeah. So I would say those blessings too were at the top of the list. Mm, Awesome. So I'm going to go off script here. And if it's not okay, you can let me know. But um, I would just I would just love for you to share maybe just the first story that comes to your mind. Like, can you share with us one of those miraculous events if it's yours to share? Yeah, although I won't do it justice. I have I have everything written down because that's how my mind works. I can't I just sure. can't contain all the details. But he had to pass a test that was called the shark attack. And okay. they were having all this gear on going underwater like scuba gear underwater and then having to hold their breath for a long time. And then they have to step-by-step go through all these procedures that they've been taught to securely come up, you know, not too fast. That can be dangerous. There's just a ton of procedures that I don't even understand. And um, he had failed it twice and was pretty confident in himself that he was going to, that he got extra time to practice. Cause when you get rolled, that's what happens. You wait, you stop and wait until the next group of guys is coming through and try again with them. Mm-hmm. And so he had a lot of extra time to practice. And I saw him getting kind of confident in himself and forgetting to be confident in God. And so last try and he failed mm-hmm. and he was actually out. He was like done. That was the last, they don't give any more than three tries. Oh, wow. And so he went through this disillusioned afternoon. I think it wasn't even 24 hours. It was just a space of maybe from the morning till the late afternoon until he had to go meet with the officers, the the board, so to speak, the ones that sort of give you your walking papers, they review what happened. And sure enough, sure enough, as he was taking them step by step through what had happened, and he, you know, flipped this switch before he untangled that tube or whatever, they stopped him. And they said, wait a minute, say that again. And, and then they just said, go out in the hall for a minute, we need to there's a discrepancy here. Well, he ended up being out in the hall for a long time and he saw other guys being pulled in other officers. He was hearing all this ruckus behind the door. And finally they called him back in and said, okay, Widler, you've got one more chance. And so, 
he got one more chance and wow there's, there's other miraculous things in that that but he had many people come up to him higher ups and say this this doesn't happen in the navy this this <laughs> is unheard of in the navy meanwhile yeah we're all like well god of course and yeah <laughs> yeah he what had happened was he had revealed a discrepancy. Some officers were passing for that and other officers were failing for what he did. And so he revealed something that wasn't consistent throughout. And so they did actually give him another chance. And then, and they, and then he got the hardest test possible for that one. And when he came up out of the water, his comrade said, your whole head was blue. Like he had held his breath for an unbelievably long time. And wow. Yet he had passed and Yeah. Wow. That's our God of details. That is our God. (laughs) I love it. Not only was he like, you can't stop my plans for you. He was like, I'm also going to help the others along the way because this was not fair. (laughs) So Heidi, many people will never be a part of a military family. However, they are likely to walk alongside other families who are. So can you give us some advice? How can we come alongside these families and support them? Do you have any specific examples that, you know, impacted your family? Yeah, I don't have any big revelations. I just have the simple, basic things that you would hear that most people did for us. Care packages, prayers, texts, verses. I love any kind, anything scriptural. Just a simple thanks, even when people say, well, thank thank him. Make sure you thank him or thank you for allowing your son to, to serve. And of course, specific prayer requests. I would definitely say not just saying I'll pray for him, but how in this season, you know, whatever test or whatever he's facing right now, how can I pray for him is mm. is always very, very, very encouraging. Yeah. We have not experienced a deployment yet with him. He's still in training. I mean, he graduated, but there's further training even after that. But I can only imagine that with a deployment, it would just be those same things, just yeah. maybe a little more intense or a little more often. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So do you recommend, I know you had said earlier, Crown Financial's test was a great resource. Do you have any other helpful resources specific to military families? The only one that I have looked into and have heard great things about is called Mighty Oats. But we haven't personally pursued that. I believe it's specifically more for after deployment. Okay. Those who have served and experienced a deployment and then come back and try to integrate back into life. And I believe that's, yeah, I, I've heard about it on the radio. I've looked up on their website. In fact, I, I think I was even researching for a group near him. But the more I dug in, the more I realized, I don't think this would really fit quite yet for him down the road, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We'll link that too. I can check that out and put it in the show notes. Okay. So thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of your story, Heidi and, and Conrad's. You know, I think it'll be helpful. It's one thing we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. It was time. And so I know there's going to be um, some families out there who will really um, be thankful for this conversation. So make sure you say thank you to Conrad too. Yeah, I definitely will. He said he'd be praying for me today. And I called him last night with a couple quick questions to make sure <laughs> things right. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Heidi, I would just love it if you would take some time to close our time together in prayer. I'd be glad to. Father God, thank you so much. For the large privilege you've given to us moms of raising up children in the way that they should go and sending them out, Lord, into this into this world to be salt and light. I thank you for the process that we are sanctified 
and continue to be as our adult children learn to work out their salvation and to walk the path that you have charted for them, Lord. I thank you for the hard-earned freedom that we have in this country and those now and before that have sacrificed for it. And I thank you, Lord, that because of that freedom that we have, we can indeed tell the children about your redemptive plan for eternity. So we praise you. We thank you for who you are. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord, forever. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful Heidi shared some of her journey as a military mom. Have you ever been in that wilderness season where you were just unsure of your next step? I hope you were encouraged to hear how God confirmed his calling over Conrad's life and then turned an impossible situation into an only God can do that moment. Do you have a story of God's faithfulness that you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you. The You Can Tell the Children podcast is a ministry of Bible to Schools, so you can follow us on Bible to Schools socials and contact us directly from the website at bible2school.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share us with your friends. Next week, you'll hear of God's amazing faithfulness in growing the ministry of Sight and Sound Theaters through a conversation with their founder, Glenn Eshelman, and our CEO, Corey Pennypacker. Until then, friends, stay cool and remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus.